You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, although tonight's episode is uh, mostly the football aspect because it's the middle of July and there's not that much football going on. Uh, I'm your host, Asa Smith, as always. Uh, tonight, we've got a great episode for you sponsored by the Anchor app, as always, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group for all your HR and employment law needs, as well as all of your student-athlete endorsement rights deal needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group, smithworkforce.com. So let's jump right into it with uh, some Gold Cup roster discussion with Ben. Ben, do I have you? Oh, what's going on, Asa? Oh, you know, just enjoying the, uh, the early stages of fireworks night out here on the West Coast. Yeah, it's been popping off for an hour or two here. Do you, uh, do you have a dog? We don't. I have two children, but no dogs. Uh, see, I, I imagine that tonight, like, based on Twitter alone, because I, I haven't had a dog as a conscious adult. Um, so I, my understanding is fireworks night is, like, awful for pet owners. <laughs> yeah, they spend the night peeing on the floor and hiding under beds, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, my, my, my children uh, don't do that. They are happily asleep. <laughs> Yeah, mine just cr- want to stare out the window all night and see if they can catch a glimpse. I uh, yeah, I guess like when you're a kid, like it's the coolest thing in the world. And as an adult, you're like, I just want to go to sleep, man. <laughs> it's right. <just> two a.m. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have friends that live close to a lake, and a lot of times we go to their place and watch it. But we got home at like six a.m. this morning after driving all night. So, I no, I, thank I, you. I, I assume you you drove all night so that you could uh, you could get here for this live recording of a gold cup reaction from three days ago. Of course. What could be more important? (laughs) So, uh, so our, uh, when we, when we scheduled this, we expected uh, to have two additional folks on the line. Kevin uh, texted us. What was it like two hours ago? Like, Hey, uh, the day got away from me and I ended up at the Rapids game. (laughs) 
uh, and and Greg had had told us in advance that there was going to be some beverages today. So he may or may not join up. Huh? Yeah, no, no promises, as they say. But uh, I, let's let's start with what's most important. What what was your drink today? You know, it's it's American Freedom Day. So what was the drink of choice? I have not had anything today. I'm, I'm very sorry. I had drank coffee all night trying to stay awake. And uh, today has been nothing but water and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I, uh, my, let's see, I had a, um, I had Coke from a bottle because uh, a buddy of mine, we went up to the store to get, get steaks. We were doing some grilling and we saw Coke in a bottle. And we were like, oh, well, we got to do that. Yeah, uh, Costco it, sells the Mexican Coke. You got to go get it sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, uh, and I ended up with this like, um, I'm I'm like the worst podcast host anyways, but whatever. They don't pay me. I don't need to get their name, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I got like this like a uh, hard cider that was not Angry Orchard. Um, and it was uh, it like came in like a yellow bottle. It was pretty good. I'll uh, if if I remember to do so, I'll drop it in the uh, in the Twitter account. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally in favor of hard ciders. We did buy a, a bourbon down in Florida called Yellowstone. That was pretty good. Oh, all right. That's weird to have a bourbon called Yellowstone. Right. And everybody somehow is like related to the Beam family. It's like we knew his second cousin and bought the distillery. So Jim Beam, <laughs> yay. That's, and it, like that's such like a weird thing to brag about because that would be like if I was like, you know, creating like a uh, an IPA. It's like and we bought the uh, the brewery from the Anheuser-Busch family. It's like you're not yeah. making the point you think you're making. <laughs> right. Everybody's somehow connected to the Beams or uh, the Van Winkles. Well, the Van Winkles all right. All right, you can you can sell me on that. I just read Pappy Land, by the way. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, right, uh, as... right Thompson's take on like he does an interview with like, or the whole book is him talking to you know the Van Winkle family and going through the history and all kinds of stuff. Well, since this is a, a bourbon podcast, we should discuss that significantly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so I guess the uh. The, the news of the week that happened like three days ago, uh, which in in sports land is like forever ago, um, was that the Gold Cup roster dropped um, and we we expected it to be a B team. Although Alexi, uh, did you see that from Alexi Lalas? You were on vacation, uh, so I don't know if you I uh, I did listen to the scuffed pod. So I heard I don't actually follow Alexi anymore. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> like why follow soccer Colin Cowherd? I don't know. That's. Um, that's about correct yeah i mean I, I i follow him for for the discourse like it's like it's good to know what people like i i like to think of of sports fans in any regard to be like you know like there are the the sports fans who i tend to enjoy which would be like scuffed or what you write or like in, in the college football land it would be like bill conley or right um, you know some of the folks over at, at, at mgo blog or sb nation or shutdown folk like that cadre mm-hmm. but but you also like I also do feel the need to like follow, you know, Kirk Herbstreit or Colin Coward or Stephen A. Smith, because like it's it's important to remember for me that like, no, no, no there's this whole other discourse that's dumb and doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, um, there's this whole weird space because like Alexi seems like a genuinely good dude. Like he'll go on any random like you could probably get him on this podcast. Like he seems <laughs> to genuinely want to help people. But mm-hmm. then like his takes like he's just his takes seem like like a paid troll like there are people out there like you know what i'm just gonna say outlandish stuff to get a reaction and then people post it and it's like what are you doing you're just <laughs> clicking on the thing that they want you to click on so yeah i don't, know. I don't I, and so so his whole thing was like 
like th- it's offensive to call this a B team. You wouldn't call this a B team if you know Busio ended up in, in you know in in Italy six months ago. Because and and like it's that's the point. Like you said, like it, it seems like a paid troll because that's like that's willfully disingenuous because if you're not part of the A team, you could be playing at Juventus. Definitionally, if you're not part of the A team, you're part of the B team. I mean, right? It, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I don't know. LeBron is the second best player of all time. Fight me. Okay, <laughs> great. Like that's that's helpful discourse. Thank you, Alexi. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, um, so, so we, we all knew that it was going to be a B team. And then, um, there were other people who were like, well, it's not a B team. It's a C team. And then you're getting into like, all right, that's, that's also dumb. That's not helpful. Um, you know, like, is this our, our, our 24 through third 46? Like, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think like, let's, uh, do you want to, you want to go, go position by position? You're the host, man. Guide me. I, I, all right, then let's, uh. (laughs) So let's let's talk let's talk goalkeepers. I think I think uh, because this is our production meeting as well as our recording. Uh, let's do let's go through each of the the goalkeepers and then we'll we'll talk about who you know if anyone is missing um, or or if you would would have brought anybody. So the three keepers are uh, Turner, Matt Turner, uh, Sean Johnson, and Brad Guzan. Um, I need to say this about Matt Turner. In the time since he was selected as the goalie, and he's going to be the the number one, and I doubt that he comes off the field. Um, Zach Steffen situation notwithstanding. Um, did you see the Jesse Zardis goal? <laughs> I was watching the PBA, so yes. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and and it was it was weird because like, you know, I, I think like Turner didn't fully understand what was going on because I think he probably could have dove on it. Um or mm. or something. But but for those of our listeners who didn't see it, uh like Someone, I, uh, the the crew hit like a long ball, just sort of like a dump in and pray, um, and it hit the uh, New England defender's head like on the fly. Right, you like uh, kind of flicked it on backwards on accident. Right, and so uh, the defender and Matt Turner are scrambling for the ball, and Jazzy Zardis, like instead of doing anything soccer related, just sort of runs into both of them. <laughs> Did he get credit for that, or was that an own goal? Uh, I think officially he got credit for it. Man, somebody needs to put together like an all-time highlight reel of Jesse Jesse's artist like non-foot or head goals. That that's like, the just... thing is that like like we joke on this podcast, but it's not a joke. Like if he gets on the field, like it's gonna go off of his butt into the goal, and he's not gonna know. Mm. Well, he knows. <laughs> he has great control of his ass. And it's it's and it's a wonderful ass. Uh, for a while, <laughs> for a while, it was like. You know, it was never America's ass, but it was like that one small corner of right. U.S. men's national I mean, it's, Twitter. It's, it's not Eden Hazard's, you know, r- rear end, but it, it's no. not bad. It's not bad. It's fine. Great <laughs> hair. Great hair. Right. We'll get to Jazzy's artist because he is shockingly part of this discussion. Yeah. But, um, so, so Matt Turner um, has has been playing, I think, in the last two years, as well as any goalie. Um, in the MLS. I, I don't think that there's much discussion about that. Um, so the real question is, is, is with the backups and then you're getting into like, are we really going to spend 15 minutes talking about the difference between Brad Guzan or, uh, you know, getting David Ochoa into another national team camp. Right. And, I, I don't have strong, fe- I don't have strong feelings on any of this. I mean, uh, Matt Turner's like the, you know, the ASA guy, uh, John Muller has been pumping him for a year. Um, just give him a shot, see what he's got. 
Yeah. Other than that, you know, fine. Matt, Matt, or sorry, uh, John Johnson and Brad Kazan can play the the dead rubber game and you know be a good guy in the locker room or whatever. Yeah, I I, I don't. I, it must have been scuffed because they they are the the people who lead this discussion. But I think somebody was talking about how the Brad Guzan uh, selection was a fuck you to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, uh, they kind of deserve it. Although, <laughs> what are you going to do to them at this point? Right. Yeah. But like the, the like, I think what they said was like, oh, you're not going to give us Miles Robinson for Olympics. Fuck you. We're taking your goalie. <laughs> and he's going to sit on the bench. He is not going to play a minute. <laughs> Fuck you. Because uh. Guzan is the third goalie on, on this. Like, I, I don't know that we're going to get a depth chart, but I, I think I think if, if something were to happen to Turner, I think you go to Johnson next. Yeah, probably. Um, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the. So, like I said, like, I, I mean, would I have preferred David Ochoa in this camp? Probably, I guess, because I like David Ochoa. But like, does this matter? No. Like it outside of Turner, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. And it's not like an Ethan Horvath situation where it's like at the front end of the camp, somebody else is going to play because there are no friendlies here. So right. yeah. it's which is another issue, but whatever. I we'll mean, talk about frankly, that. frankly, at least two of the group stage games are friendlies, but <laughs> yes, right, right. We say that and then fucking lose to Martinique or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, OK, so let's go with the uh, the center backs. Um so the center backs here are Donovan Pines, Miles Robinson, James Sands, Walker Zimmerman. Um, and a couple surprises there for me, at least. Um, I was I was surprised to see Donovan Pines. Um, and I was surprised to see James Sands listed as a pure defender, to be honest. And I guess they had to put him somewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think about Donovan Pines? I mean, like, look, Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman, we, you know, if they weren't on this roster, I that's all I would be talking about because I would be shocked. Right. Um, um, frankly, I, one of the things I try to do is not talk about stuff that I don't know about. And I am aware of Donovan Pines' name and that I'm pretty sure he's tall. That is uh, <laughs> that is the extent of my expertise on Mr. Pines. Um, that's, that's fair. I um, <laughs> the, so so I'm aware of him because he was he was part of a youth. I think he was part of that World Cup team, the U20 World Cup team. Um, but I'm not sure. The 2019 one? I think so. And he was, well, if he was on it, he didn't play. Uh, okay. Well, that was, the starters there were Keita and Richards. Right. Oh, maybe, you know what? I might be confusing him with Keita. Uh, yeah. Okay. The only other thing was, is that um, there was a goal, that, that one goal, uh, I think it was, it, there was like a New York City FC goal that started with a Sean Johnson um, pass that, uh, Pines, I, I don't remember who scored the goal, but I, I do I do remember Donovan Pines getting absolutely turned around. Um okay. like like he got double moved to hell. Well, I'm honestly I don't think these guys I I, I mean Burhalter pretty much has said the starters are Zimmerman and uh Miles Robinson. Yeah. And I don't think we're gonna see those other guys unless so like one of my pet theories is that um if Tyler Adams isn't available and we're have we have like a competitive game that the the three four three is kind of one of uh Berhalter's kind of options to you know if Adams isn't available. So mm-hmm. if that is really is the case, then I'm curious to see if um you know because Sands apparently this year I haven't watched much MLS yet this year, but um apparently Sands has been playing center back in a three man back line. So mm-hmm. if that's a thing, I would be I would be very interested to see that. 
Yeah. So I, I think that that's the, that's the interesting part with James Sands is that, so until this year, he had been sort of seen widely as a six. Right. I um, liked, I wrote like a scouting report on him a year ago and he, he, to me, he looked a lot better in a defensive midfield spot than he did as a, than he did as a center back. But yeah. So what, what I'm thinking is I'm thinking that like, like, you know, you get into definitions and if you have a, a, a three, four, three, um, but you really that that central center back is playing advanced you know is there a functional difference between an advanced center back and a 343 right it's kind of if you remember um mexico under um uh juan carlos osorio that he had rafa marquez a lot in that three-man back line that would also kind of step out and serve as a, a defensive midfielder right so so i think like you know what we call james sands like if we want to call him a center center back if we want to call him a sixth I think that his role is going to be the same. Um, I think that that he'll 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 play sort of defensively, and he'll be asked to to link between the pure you know center center backs uh, Robinson and Zimmerman, or you know if it's the senior team, you know Richards and Brooks or whoever right. McKenzie, um, and and sort of link up in the way that we asked Tyler Adams to. Now, right. obviously, he's not going to do it as well or as efficiently because he's not Tyler Adams, but right. you know maybe he can do some reasonable facsimile. And actually, I'm I'm kind of excited to see Miles Robinson get an extended run too, because um, honestly, I think he's better than Aaron Long, but he has just not gotten any time with the national team, because I think he can do a. So I we we kind of missed Aaron Long's defensive um, range in the yeah. uh, the Nations League, and I think Robinson has that range, but he also adds in like the the ability to. Um, progress the ball on the dribble that uh long doesn't and he's he's had a couple of really great progressive passes um somebody made a comp of those yeah i was impressed i I think it was like undead cranks or whatever oh yeah mr cranks got his account (laughs) banned so he's had to be reborn (laughs) (laughs) um so so he, he does a lot of those. So give him a follow. Not that he's in any way associated with us, but he's he's a good follow. Yeah, he, he's worth it. Um, so he put one together and it was a series of diagonals or progressive passives that just like were 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 within a yard of mm-hmm. of where they they needed to be. And it was it was impressive as hell. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about Miles Robinson. I think that um, my like my ideal for uh, for a, for a world cup qualifying or, or at the world cup, you know, assuming people progress the way that I hope they, they do is, is miles Robinson, McKenzie Richards and Brooks. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's a second left footed guy there. Right. The problem, you know, yeah. like that's, I, I think, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, it's clear that Burhalter considers that incredibly important. I don't know how, you know, important I find it. Right. But, but um, you know, I think that those four are the are the four most talented. In yeah, the pool. and Mackenzie, uh, FB, you know, FB Ref does this interesting thing where if you click on anybody, it tells you like how right or left footed they are. Mm-hmm. So if he, uh, the the uh, Mark McKenzie is as close to two footed as I've seen in the U.S. If you like look him up on FB Ref, he comes out to like I forget it was like sixty one percent right footed or something. That's... So I I think he can be Brooks's backup. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> we just need to. We just need to like have Greg Berhalter understand that he's left-footed. Well, he plays with his right a lot, but he's <laughs> left-footed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's go to the the fullbacks. Um. 
you have Cannon, Bello, Shaq Moore, right, and, and Sam Vines. Um, so so I I think that that three out of four here were not surprising. You know, Cannon Cannon. I think everybody was like, yeah, does he need to be here after being in the Nations League? He's right. clearly he's clearly a Berhalter favorite. I like him. I think he's very good. I don't have much to say about him. Well, let me pump him for a second because I don't feel like that dude gets enough credit. Like he's he's not. Look, he's not Serginho Dust. He's not flashy. He's not the offensive threat. But like the guy just doesn't screw up, and like he's like he's got to be so smart. Do you, like, do you know his background? Uh, I don't. His... I know he's from Dallas, but yeah. okay. His mom is a urologic surgeon, and his grandfather <laughs> won the Nobel Prize. Ah, so like, you can't tell me you can't like. <laughs> so as a teacher, like, there's always a kid like in class and you're like asking a question you're like does anybody know the answer anybody please and like there's always a kid you're like all right i'm gonna call on this kid because i know he knows so <laughs> like i'm thinking like that's reggie cannon you know what i mean when greg is like all right where's the ball supposed to go guys and like somebody's like you know <laughs> trying to like text their girlfriend or something <laughs> and he's like reggie what do you know need is like he's got it so I, 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 that's so, his so now- role Right. So now my question is, is, is between him and Daryl DK, like, is, do they have conversations that are just like on a different level than everybody else? <laughs> well, they're in like their fourth language, probably. Or right. Uh, <laughs> because like DK, DK had the funniest story that, that came out of the pandemic, which was like there was some article in in um, wherever Barnsley is. I don't know if Barnsley is actually a place or just a club, but um, like it was like, oh, Daryl DK, you know, he's from America. He's he's settling in he hasn't really gotten to see the town because of covid and because he's getting a degree in finance right like like they just like dropped it and you're like what what yeah like dude is a professional athlete and in his spare time is getting a london school of economics finance degree right you're like okay great thanks uh you're gonna be okay yeah um so anyway so canon canon is uh, like you're right he doesn't get enough credit um I, I view him as someone who I want to be part like it's it's tough because, you know, he's not good enough to put Sergio Dest on the left. And we all want Anthony Robinson to get to the point where he is the guy on the left. Right. So so like every time Cannon starts, it's, it's a reminder that Anthony Robinson either isn't trusted or isn't good enough to hold that down. And it's annoying. But Reggie Cannon, you know, you're right, should get his flowers. He is everything that I want my right back to be, assuming that I don't need my right back to do things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And creatively this would never happen but i would actually love to see um reggie get a shot at the uh like if we do a three-man back line he might oh, be yeah. an interesting uh candidate to do like the the kyle walker thing and like slide in and be the the right center back mm-hmm. i mean because he's he's got good, he's good defensively i think he's near six feet and like you know five eleven ish something like that yeah so, i don't know he could be he could be an interesting option there but, I wouldn't be mad at it. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably just making crap up that has no, you know, <laughs> no chance of ever happening. But 
I'd the, be interested the, to see it. The slogan of the podcast, making right. shit up that yeah. probably will never happen. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the left backs and then we'll get back to the, the thing that I was literally most surprised about in this, in this roster. Um, so Vines appears to be the pure second choice um, right. at, as a, as a, as an actual left back, you know, obviously Dest is, you know, the starter slash Anthony Robinson, whatever. But in terms of pure left backs, I think Sam Vines is just sort of the unquestioned second. Right. And there there seem to be like two spots on like in the starting lineup that if somebody shows out, like you can take that spot and mm-hmm. left back is one of them. So like if Bello or Vines just has a good tournament, like they're the left back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll say this about Vines uh, during Olympic qualifying, you know, there was a lot of discussion about, oh, who failed, blah, blah, blah. I thought that everything good that happened with that team going forward started with Sam Vines. Uh, he's, I, I don't know. He's a weird one for me. He, I feel like he always has, like, one really nice pass a game that starts a goal. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't do a lot the other time, but, like, hey, like, that led to a goal. Yeah, in a, in a, game, <laughs> in a game where a single goal is pretty meaningful at any given time, right. like – it's useful to have a guy like that. And and I don't think that he's a he's not a plus defender in my to my right. eye. And that's not based on statistics. That's just based on watching him. Um, but, I, you know, I think that when that he's fast enough to not put John Brooks in terrible situations. And that's the question. Right. Well, and the thing is, he has this good. Honestly, I'm not going to like sit here and claim I've watched a ton of Colorado Rapids. Like until recently, I just avoided them along with like New England and you know Montreal <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but, um, apparently, so Joel Lowry had a, has a, he's brought this up several times. Like he, he matched up with Carlos Vela, maybe, I don't know if it was last season or season before that. And apparently just like took him out of the game. So he's got some kind of defensive ability, but I don't know. I, I'm going to have to see it with the national team before I just, you know, Hey, he covered Vela once two years ago and, you know, and- and for all we know, Vela was pretty hungover at the time. We don't know. No. <laughs> um, so, so, Be- and so, so talking about Vines and Bello, I think that um, Bello, I think, adds a lot more going forward. Um, I, I, I've really been impressed with him, you know, as an attacking option. But, you know, I, I don't love the fact that a left back is an attacking option. Well, and again, that's like if we see that 3 4 3. All of a sudden, those left back and right backs have to be attacking options, right? So I think I think that it's it's possible that Bello is the is is a useful you know tool to to have in the in the right. in the pocket just because he as a left wing back might be your best option. Well, and if again, he, like if you go back two years, that dude was like a mega prospect. Like mm-hmm. you know, Manchester United wanted him and yada yada, and all of a sudden he got hurt and. You know, he kind of faded away and I don't know, maybe he's developing now. I don't know. Like, you know, the whole development is not linear thing. Right. And he's 19. Like, yeah, it's it's I I, I don't think that it's give up on George Bellow time. Like, it's it's not like you can go immediately to Jonathan Gomez. Yeah. uh, It's not like he's 24 and playing as a backup for the Rapids or something. Right. Uh, No one in particular in mind. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, So and and so now let's let's play a game called uh, when was the last time you thought about Shaq more? <laughs> like honestly, um, um, didn't he because, almost score against Real Madrid like three years ago or Barcelona? One of those th- two, something like that. I the, honestly, the last time I thought about him was um, 
two years ago, I was playing FIFA 18. Uh, and I, I was like playing as the U S men's national team guy. And I, I, my right back got was hurt. So I had to bring up uh Shaq Moore. Mm-hmm. So three years ago, he was considered uh, a backup prospect. Right. Well, he, started, he started that game where we tied France. Yep. But then gone from consciousness. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and in terms of like right backs and because all, all that we have is right backs, hashtag all right back, everything. Um, <laughs> Like where is he? Is he like seventh, eighth? I don't. I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> like, how many dudes immediately come to mind just like before Shaq Moore? So like, good for him. I'm glad that you know. Yeah, I have no problem with it. What, apparently, right. it's a good cross. I don't know. I don't have a Y Scout subscription, so I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's sort of uh, its own issue. But um, Shaq Moore, uh, glad to see you again. Uh, like like other people who I haven't seen in four years, um, how have you been since high school? Right, more shacks uh, and more shacks on the national team. Please. Yes, yes. Okay, so moving up to the midfielders, which I think is the most boring part, so we can sort of run through this because it's annoying. Um, Kellen Acosta, uh, Gianluca Busio, Sebastian Legette, Christian Roldan, Eric Williamson, Jackson Ewell. Um, I need to say one thing first, and it's the most important part. Thank you for bringing up Eric Williamson. Yeah, right. Because, finally, because I think that if he didn't get called up again, he was he was going to like somehow figure out how to get Mexican nationality, and he would <laughs> he would haunt us forever. He was going to turn Canadian <laughs> on us. Um, yeah, it, it was it, it was it was atrocious during the Olympic qualifying. So I'm I'm glad that he's here. I think that he's super helpful. Um, and and obviously, I was really excited to see Busio. I, I hope that he can. Although I don't know where he's going to play because based on who's here, like, is he an eight in this team? Right. So that's the question because, I mean, assuming. All right. So we know two of the starters, Acosta and Legette are starting somewhere. Yes. But the question kind of is, is Acosta a six or is Acosta an eight? So, I mean, if Acosta is the six, then all of a sudden Busio and, you know, Busio and Ewell probably aren't playing much and Williamson's a starter. But if Acosta yeah. is an eight, then um, then that means, you know, Burhalter really is committed to the this Regista style six. And we're going to see a lot of Busio and Yule there. Hopefully more Busio than Yule. Um, not that, uh, again, we, we've talked ad nauseum about Jackson Yule. We don't dislike him as a person. He's probably very friendly. Um, he's just not very good at the thing that he needs to be good at. Yeah. So and again, this is like stepping on the next thing, but. Every coach has their guys and it like frustrates the fans to no end. But like, even if you remember that great run that uh, tab made with the under 20 team, like mm-hmm. people were tearing their hair out. They kept playing Chris Durkin. Like, yep. you remember Bob Bradley? Like it probably, the, I did not appreciate that guy enough at the time, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think any of us did. I think we right. all were like, yeah, he's, he's okay. He's like, no, no, he's the best coach in our history. Right. But like, I actually, people... you know what? I, I can't say that. I don't know who our like 1930 coach was that got us <laughs> the semis or whatever. Yeah, that guy was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even Bob Bradley, like people were ticked that he's playing Ricardo Clark and Robbie Finley. Why isn't, why isn't Benny Failhaber starting? And like just every coach has their guy, you know, TM. And it just seems like maybe Yule and Lewis are, well, I don't want to say it's their guy because, like, honestly, Lewis is probably, like, the seventh winger. But, <laughs> you know, I don't well, know. Well, again, we'll get there. I think that with Jackson Ewell, my guess, and, and I say this as someone who's coached, um, my guess is that in practice, Jackson Ewell 
always knows where things are supposed to be and mm-hmm. always gets the ball there at 90% of the speed, right? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're going 90, I bet Jackson Ewell is the best player on the field. Um, but that 10% is the difference between, honestly, it's the difference between Martinique and Mexico. Right. Well, you and know? also like, the, I think there are guys that are just good practice. Like I played tennis in high school and college. And in my high school tennis team, we had this kid who was our number one singles player. And in practice, like he was awesome. And then we would get to like the live match and he would like get crushed. And like, Bobby, what's going on, man? Don't listen to this podcast, Bobby. Um, We love you, Bobby. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, But like, again, maybe that's a, I don't know, maybe he's better in practice than when the lights come on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know. And again, like it's, it's, it sucks because I feel like I'm, I spent so much of this podcast shit talking Jackson Ewell. Right. Um, and I like, I don't dislike him. I think that he's, you know, I've never met him. And when he does play, like he's not the type of player who, who you dislike because he's not giving it his all. Right. You know, well, you can. And he, I don't know if you remember this, but like when Matias Almeida took over from San Jose, I don't know, three years ago, whatever, at this point, he like said, you know, Jackson Ewell is a, you know, European quality player. He's going to go to Europe. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, 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 it must it must just be that he is like an elite practice player. And I don't know who knows. But um, but the other, you know, it, it, the Sebastian Legette discourse, I just need to dispose of really quickly. He's a good player. He, he just is for the national team. What they asked him to do. He's a good player. He's not the best midfielder we have. He probably shouldn't be starting over Yunus Musa. He's a good midfielder and he'll be fine for the Gold Cup. I, right. I, I've told him <laughs> this before. Like he's a great floor level player. Like yeah. to get into the U.S. national team, you have to be better than Sebastian Legette, and like that's not a bad, that's not a bad level to have to be at. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And like he's and and the thing is, is like, look, he's not twenty two, so there's there's value in that. He's been through this. He's done this with with Greg Berhalter, and he's fine. And somehow he scores goals in that like secondary break crash in the box roll, which works fine. And he's a little bit of the reverse of Ewell too. Like when I watch the Galaxy, I'm like. Is Legette playing? Like, where is he? And then, <laughs> like, for the national team, I'm like, oh, he scored again. All right, cool. Yeah, he's 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 just someone who he really works when he puts on the crest. And you know what? Fine, I don't care. Are, are you old? Are you old enough to remember Claude Lemieux? I I I, I desperately hate Claude Lemieux. Oh my gosh, that guy was the worst. But like, but. he would play 80 regular season games and score like seven goals, and then he would play, you know. 18 playoff games and score 30 goals. You're like, what yeah. the hell, man? Just like when in certain contexts, I mean, like uh, there's a, the funny, the thing that I always go to is like uh, national television, uh, Rajon Rondo. Um, noticeably, noticeably better when he's not playing on national TV and it didn't matter the opponent and it didn't matter like which slot of national TV. And it didn't matter if it was playoffs, preseason, regular season, his points, assists and rebounds went up by like five. And he went from huh. like a, a, you know, theoretically fine point guard to to that guy who everybody in Boston was like, no, 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 he's our best player. Yeah, um, I've not I've not been an NBA fan since like the Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Pistons, but maybe I'll catch a couple games again this year since maybe we'll be good. Eh, question mark. Uh, fade for Cade. Yeah, right. <laughs> faded um, for Caded. We faded faded for for we we yeah right. Uh, anyway, so um so anyways, the only other midfielder who we haven't talked about here uh is Christian Roldan. Um, and I don't really feel the need to talk about him. 
Yeah, apparently he's been playing on the wing a little this year. I don't know. That's I guess. Kind of, I don't whatever. know. Good luck, Christian. We we hope you that you do well and you you eat well and and get enough sleep and have fun. I, like I don't. Okay. You know um, what's funny to me? I like this is maybe the only like only complete weirdos worry about this. Like, there's a couple guys in the U.S. national team pool that just have like a rocket for a foot. And I'm always worried they're going to score like just this 30 yard bomb, and everybody's like, they should play forever. I'm like, they hit one <laughs> shot, man. Like Julian Green is going to get a call up and score a 35 yard rocket. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so like Julian Julian Green's a, a great example of like I, I consider myself like an analytical person. I, I try not to get too high or too low based on single moments, sure. um, regardless of the stage. And if you told me right now that, that Julian Green was starting, I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> fucking, we're, we're gonna beat algeria we're gonna beat belgium let's go every good thing that has ever happened in american soccer history we're doing right now right there's like a julian green army out there that every time you like say something about like the u.s roster like what about julian green like, oh my gosh you again <laughs> uh yeah i like and 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 it's it's totally totally based on what how long was he on in that game like 30 minutes Right, he played minutes. overtime, scored a well, honestly though, he scored against France. I mean, you put the guy on, he scores goals. Yeah, I right. Speaking of which, let's talk about Giassi's artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so the forwards are the part that I think made me the most upset. Um, and we'll we'll explain why here. I assume you're the same, but I mean, uh, yes. Qualified, yes. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So let's let's start with um Paul Ariola, who couldn't get on the field for a championship level side in Swansea. Daryl DK, who we love. Uh, Nico Gio- Gioacchini? How do you, do you know how to pronounce his last name? Uh, Joachini, I think. Joachini, uh, who, okay. Matthew Hoppy, who, okay. Jonathan Lewis, who does not, cannot get off the bench for Colorado. I can't talk about him rationally. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jazzy's artist, who, whatever. Um, so, so I, I need to talk about Paul Ariola because, the, like, I'm of two minds about him. And one is that whenever he, I've seen him play for the national team, he looks like he's working ten times harder than everybody else. And there's value in that, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. value in, in having a guy who's working his ass off. Having said that. If I played for the U.S. men's national team, I would probably look like I was working very hard, too. And it would be because I'm bad. (laughs) I'd be like, hey, why is that fat guy out there? Right. (laughs) It's like, hey, that dude looks pretty slow and like he can't dribble. And like he keeps getting his legs crossed up, but he's working really hard. He's sweating a lot. Must be be pretty. And it's like, I'm I'm not. Um, Paul Ariel. And then the thing is, is that like, at certain positions, you're like, well, who else would you have wanted? But with Winger, there are a lot of guys we would have wanted. There, there, there's a number of them. <laughs> you know, with Jonathan Lewis and Paul Ariola being part of this, this roster is like, uh, uh, you couldn't have told Caden Clark to get his appendectomy in a month. All right, like, so was that a scheduled thing or just like he woke up and his stomach hurt and it's like, oh, crap, get him to the emergency room? So the, the, the thing is, is that the fact that they haven't said that it was scheduled makes me think that it was unscheduled right but if you're if you're burhalter why wouldn't you say we were planning on bringing caden clark he had this appendectomy well, we hope that he gets better i thought they did did they not say that i thought he, he said, was planning on being there he said yeah we really would have loved to have caden but he had that surgery 
So okay. I don't know, like, like the just like the weird way that he phrased it made it made it ambiguous to me. But you know, I would have loved Caden Clark. The fact that Cade Cowell is not part of this this group is atrocious to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I just have a hard time getting upset about that. Like, he hasn't started the last. Well, he started yesterday, I guess, but he yeah. hasn't started the last three games. I, like, but, but like to to me, like this this roster and and the point of this Gold Cup is to figure out like, okay, who of the kids can play. And who, who can be useful for the next year and a half while we try to get to Qatar? 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 I don't know. Qatar. Place, place where the World Cup shouldn't be held? Yeah. Place where, for some reason, we're having the World Cup in December and where yeah. there are credible allegations of slave labor. If you, um, have a, if you have a column on your spreadsheet for worker deaths, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Um, <laughs> Just going to plan not- that one in. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who this is or the college, but I have a. I have a friend who is a consultant for fraternities, um, and there was a, an unnamed college in the South that's good at football, um, where they had like a, a meeting, and this consultant was like, "Okay, like what are we? What are our goals this year?" And they're like, "We want to only have two deaths at fraternity parties," and his response was, "What?" And he's like, "Well, right. we wanted it to be reasonable," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> Oh my gosh! Two is reasonable and aspirational, and that's what Qatar is. Um, so, so that's awful. But so, so I, to me, to me, the the goal here with this Gold Cup is is not to win because we're win, right? Like, you know, we're bringing a team to to do whatever we're trying to do, um, and and including Ariola and Lewis, uh, and not including you know people like. Um, People like Kate Cowell, people like Uli, you know, Yanez, uh, Saucedo, Soto, like these people who maybe, you know, maybe they aren't as good as Paul, Paul Ariola right now, but they're, they're going to be better than him maybe in a year. And you don't want their first net senior national team camp to be, you know, a World Cup qualifier. Well, I just have a hard time getting upset because, like, honestly, the U.S. has five legit wingers. I mean, you've yeah. got Pulisic, Reyna, Aronson, Wea. Morris yeah and like unless there's some kind of catastrophe you're gonna have two or three of those guys right so and, like, and we're what... we're assuming that that Jordan Morris comes back healthy right right I mean he's probably another what six months out or whatever but probably yeah. um but like would I prefer Cade Cowell yeah I mean we know Jonathan Lewis can run really fast and then like Not accidentally knock it over the end line like <laughs> And all right, so let me just put this out here. I think Jonathan Lewis is the equivalent to a really, really, really fast wide receiver that doesn't catch great. But Darius like, Hayward Bay, everybody. Yes, he's Darius Hayward Bay. But that, that means that the safeties have to back off. So now you have room underneath. Like, right. Jonathan Lewis is going to make the defense back off. So whoever is underneath has a little bit more room. Now, do we have anybody to take advantage of that room? Not really. We do uh, not. But, but theoretically, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the purpose. Yeah. So, so okay. So, like, the, the concept that he can take the, the, the top off of a defense, fine. Okay. I, I hear that. I hear that that argument. And, um, like, maybe and, you throw him on in the 70th minute and, like, maybe he accidentally, you know, tired one, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, but. Fine. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is that if, if Jonathan Lewis, like, already – we have five, like you said, five locked in wingers. And, and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm very bullish on Conrad De La Fuente. And I think that right now he's not a, a guy who you want with the senior team, but in right. six months, you know, if, yeah. if he's oh, yeah, playing, obviously. 
if he's playing at Marseille, you know. Yeah, I mean, if, that, even if he's getting sub minutes, he's he's jumping those guys. Yeah, if, if he's playing the amount that Tim Weah was playing in the beginning of the season, not the end of the season, but the beginning of the season, where he was like every, you know, two out of three games he was coming on for 20 minutes. Right. Um, then, yeah, 100% him. But um, also, I, I feel like now is the, the part where I, I mention, um, just for fun, that uh, Cameron Harper uh, is still an option, I just want to say. And do you know who is do you know who is healthy? Hit me. Jonathan Amen. John Oh, he is. He is. I I love that guy so much. Please be healthy and score a bunch of goals in whatever Norwegian league you're in. <laughs> uh do the Andrea no- Novakovic thing where you make the US <laughs> men's national team Twitter administrator super pissed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like I always felt that there was a certain passive aggressiveness with the, the goals scored in the Polish league or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, uh, here's a, another time to, uh, was it Alex Mendez who just left Ajax? Yeah. Random team in Portugal. Some, yeah. I don't know. That, that whole, I don't know. Cadre <laughs> of, of players who went over way too early. And the only one who seems to have panned out is Luca De La Torre. Yes. Um, we still love you, Eric Palmer Brown. Please come home. Well, uh, I was thinking more like that whole Galaxy crew. Oh, you know, yeah. Like the Efra, Mendez, Ulianas. I don't know. None. Of, I hope doesn't know it look like any of them are going to make it. I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully some of them can figure out some things and figure out whatever other things and then can get into a well, I'm um, especially bummed about Mendez too, because like Efra, you hear like the, you know, he's out of shape. He doesn't try very hard. Yeah. Every, everything you heard about Mendez was like, he was a good kid. He works his, you know, works his tail off. I don't know. I'm, I'm bummed about it. Yeah, me too. But uh, on the plus side, Jonathan Lewis is here. <laughs> Shut up, Asa. <laughs> um, and in other winger news, apparently Matthew Hoppy and Nico uh, Giochini are wingers. So cool. Playing people out of position. Always fun. Like, um, I don't know. You're like, you know when you're a kid and you just like, we had a dartboard in our basement and you just take like a handful of darts and just wing them at the wall. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like that's what we did with like the forward slash winger. Like, let's just throw a bunch of crap. Maybe one of them will hit. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and and I, I'm the, so I'm not like super pissed about uh, Nico being playing out of position because I think that um, I, I'll admit I have not watched that much uh, second division France. <laughs> What? Um, uh, yeah. Any. Um, but understanding is is based on like secondhand reports and Twitter and whatever. Is that like sometimes he does play in some somewhat of that like second striker center forward position. Right. So fine, whatever. But Hoppy is a pure nine, and he needs a freaking transfer to be a nine. And we're not mm-hmm. letting him play nine, and he's going to end up at freaking Schalke another year, and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Uh, well, and then, like, on the bright side, we don't have to watch Schalke anymore. That's true. I really didn't like watching Schalke. I watched. Oh, a lot it was of so Schalke. bad. Yeah, and it sucked like, because two years ago Schalke was fun. <laughs> well, do you remember like three years ago uh, watching Werder Bremen was like doing acid? It was like they lost five to three again. It was awesome. <laughs> and then like this year, it's like oh, it's like a death march. It's like oh no. The it's... only American playing at 9.30 on Saturday is, is Josh Sargent, and I have to watch. And that's the thing, is that, like, uh, Bremen went from being, as far as I could tell, um, they went from being, like, a Big 12 school. They, they, they went from being to Iowa. And you're right. like, that's not the progression. 
right? I don't want to do this. I'm going to. <laughs> I, you, you're making me, but I don't fucking well, want to do this, Josh. The, they went from having like uh, Delaney and uh, Max Crusa to like the Eggestein brothers and Milo Rashica, who'll just shoot from everywhere. Uh, <sighs> so bad. So bad. Um, okay, and Daryl DK is is our our favorite person probably right he's just he is the the matt turner of forwards put him up yeah. there scored 10 goals and moved to everton or whatever yeah and and the thing that i love about dk um beyond his style beyond the fact that he does just seem to score goals is that he he plays with a, like a joy that you don't see like it's good to have players on your team like geo reyna who, who who have like a certain joy in in the misery of others but dk <laughs> plays like dk plays like like old tiny baseball writers want people to play like just like smile on his face at all times like just happy to be there and oh by the way he's going to murder your family but he's yes, gonna smile he's like, while he does it he's gigantic Danny Rojas <laughs> yes just like like I can I can totally football see him is life like, coach. football is life coach love being here you're like why are you so happy but okay great um, so we we love him. So just to 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 go through a couple of the obvious snubs, you know, that were on the snubs list, uh, Julian Araujo, who's probably the best right back in the freaking MLS right now. Well, appara- apparently he turned it down. Right. That's what I was going to say. He's not yeah. ready to commit to America, right. um, which, you know, what? fair. I mean, there's a big Serginho Dest standing in his way. Well, when you think of they have seven right backs, like, do I really want to join and be the fifth right back or you know, right. whatever? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I get that, that, that wasn't super up, you know, that's, it's upsetting from a, we want as much talent in the pool as possible, but like, I get it. Right. Um, you know, uh, like we talked about, um, Caden Clark was, was supposed to be here. He had an appendectomy. Um, there are some other folks like Brian Reynolds, uh, Greg Berhalter said like, yeah, we're not taking a rookie away from Josie Mourinho's preseason. Oh, I mean, you might as well have that dude is not going to play. No, no, he's not. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I hope, but it's not happening. No, I, I, I just watch. I'm a Spurs fan, so I just watched a year and a half to two years of Josie Mourinho, and Josie Mourinho does not like right backs who don't stay home, and so I got to watch him coach Serge Aurier. And, and watch him, like, alternate them as if one of them is going to be a stay-at-home right back. Marino doesn't <laughs> like wingers that don't stay home. <laughs> Gareth Bale couldn't get off the freaking bench for Josie Marino. Do you remember Eden Hazard? <laughs> he, like, stole his will to live at Chelsea. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, Brian Reynolds not here. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, he can get a loan to somewhere else and we'll play. Um, Luca Della Torre also was wanted to be here, but then there was some discussion about, oh, he wants to be in the national it, with his club team so that he can be informed for World Cup qualifying, which feels like a circular argument to me, but yeah. whatever. Um, that, that feels like, like someone didn't get a straight answer and had to make the best of it in the press. <laughs> see what had happened was uh <laughs> yeah like it was uh, that was weird to me but um you know whatever uh in other news uh, tanner testman did not was not in the squad tonight so i think he's off to italy yeah he's going to venice venezia that's venezia sweet. yeah so um i always i really liked him and i was i um i thought that he was the most interesting player in that uh semifinal in the in the olympics yeah, you put uh, him on with like twenty minutes left, and you're like, "Why have we not seen him yet?" Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, and I don't know if you've heard this. Um, you know, I might be giving you new information because you know, if you've watched 
literally any FC Dallas or Olympic qualifying, you wouldn't know this because they didn't say it 1,700 times. But he is the godson of Dabo Swinney. Did you know that? He is? Did he? Was, was he like a kicker? I forget. Oh, oh yeah. You, you know, he, he, he had a scholarship to Clemson. And this is, this is for you, Lions fans. Did you know that Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford went to the same high school? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I love those. Uh, for, for years. Um, so Michigan, I'm a Michigan State. You know, I watched a lot of Michigan. Um, and uh, did you know Jehu Kulkrick was born in Liberia and left when it was it descended into civil war? Like, thank you. Thank right. you. Like, we all get the same freaking media notes. I hate you announcing. <laughs> right. Um, so Tessman, uh, but but Tessman's my lead into Dallas. So Pepe, uh, Ferreira, Che, Pomacall, all of them. Burhalter basically said, like, they don't play enough. Um, right. Not good form. Which, uh, to that, I say FC Dallas literally all we want you to do is play the kids. They hired their freaking youth coach and he's still, I, I guess finally he's caved and played him like the last two games, but too late for gold cup. Thanks, Luigi. Thanks. Thanks. And like, it's, it's not like we're, we're swimming in freaking center forwards. So if Ricardo Pepe is the guy, Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, I mean, he's got a cool nickname. There's got all of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the, uh, the, the fireworks in the background here, but they're getting intense. Um, so, so anyway, so the, the Dallas cadre weren't coming uh, because of that. Um, mm. And I think, I think that that's pretty much the list. I, I talked about Cowell. I don't think that anybody else like truly sees him as, as a snub because I have right. a personal affection for him. Um, I don't think Cole Bassett was ever really considered. Yeah. That guy, I don't know what he, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he should have, like, I'm not mad about it, but. He seems kind of like in the Williamson camp where he should have gotten some looks and just hasn't. Yeah, it, it feels like it's, it's one of those where it's like we're going to look back in like two years and Burhalter is going to bring him up for, for some post-World Cup camp. He's going to be like, yeah, you know, we really do rate Cole Bassett. Just didn't, you know, didn't get him in with the squad. And we're all going to be like, why? You, you had the choice. It was up to you, man. <laughs> right. So you need more experience. Well, how do I get it? Uh, yeah, we can't we can't hire you for this entry level job because you don't have experience. Right. Uh, so anyways, so I, th- I think that's sort of the list. I'm I will say this. We're going into this Gold Cup. Um, look, other teams are bringing serious squads. Um, Canada is bringing their A minus team. I say A minus because there's no Jonathan David. Right. Um, but Alfonso Davies is there. Um, you know, Mexico is bringing basically the same squad that they brought to the Nations League other than Memo Ochoa. Yeah. Um, and they're the, the, the team that, that Christian and Weston and Tyler and John and Serginho struggled to beat. Um, same team, same team. So I think anybody who goes into this believing that America uh, should win is, is out of their minds. I think, honestly, get out of the group stage is sort of my, my baseline. I feel like we should make the semis probably. And then after that, if you make the final, like, do you, I don't know if you remember the last time we brought a B team to the gold cup, we lost five zip to Mexico in the final. I, I, I do so, happen to remember that game. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> like, let's just lose one to nothing or two to one or something and call it good. Yeah. Just like uh, if, if we can, you know, keep that second goal until the second half, even that'd be great. Yeah. Like um, just start time wasting in like the fourth minute. <laughs> <laughs> just play England ball. Just pass it sideways. That's fine. <laughs> Um, Have you heard that um, Mourinho story? I forget who they were playing, but like they were playing like their third game in five days and he was pissed. So he told everybody, if we don't get a yellow card for time wasting in the first half, you're all in trouble. (laughs) Uh, No, I did not hear that story, but that is brilliant. And I love it. 
Um, so, so I think that's, that's the, uh, the entire gold cup roster rundown. Obviously we'll, we'll do a, a gold cup preview, I guess in next week, I guess the gold cup is next week at some point. It, oh yeah. I guess like a week from tomorrow or a week from today is the first game, right? Uh, yeah. Or a week from yesterday. Does it start <laughs> on the 10th? It is the, I, I, the first U S game is on the 11th because it's the first U S game and my anniversary. So, oh. um, well, may not, uh, may not be watching that one live. <laughs> congratulations to you. Thank uh, you. And um, so, okay. So, so, so for, for uh, next, I guess the next episode, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, what we're expecting from the gold cup itself, but um, let's talk just, just briefly. Uh, have you been watching any of the euros while you were on vacation? Not really. Uh, we were, went down to Cocoa beach with some friends. So I caught a few minutes here and there. So I missed, I missed pretty much the whole quarterfinal stage. Uh, it was uh, insane. Uh, yes, I was not real happy that I missed all of it. But, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so so I guess the the, the only question I have um, for you, and then and then we'll 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 take off here is um, is it coming home? <laughs> I hope not. Oh lord. <laughs> I don't you know, think... it's not so much the team. Like they seem like all fairly likable guys, but like yeah. the English media is so insufferable. I just want them to lose so I can watch them get upset and implode. Uh, English soccer media, the Dallas yes. Cowboys of Europe. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, um, we hope that uh, Italy wins, I guess. I guess. Uh, that, I, I don't know. It seems like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh, like so, their uh, turn. Forza Italia, because any team that didn't make the 2018 World Cup is bound for glory. <laughs> That's hope. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrett. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. 
And you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to touchlines and touchdowns and click that little foul button and you'll hear from us twice a week every week every week um so it sounds like this podcast which is very professionally done is all done in one place through the anchor app. it sure is which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier sure does so do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action be my guest <laughs> this is a professional podcast so dear for listeners and friends download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started uh do not put anchor.fm slash tls underscore n underscore tds um because we don't get anything from it so just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos that's really the dream well thanks everybody uh special thank you to our guest ben harold uh you can find ben at at bl harold on twitter as well as halfspaces.com so go uh give him a follow you can find us on twitter at tls underscore n underscore tds um we are not on instagram at the moment we're getting there uh, we'll take care of that soon. Special thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um, you can find us uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So please give us a like, subscribe, five stars, all that. Um, and once again, thank you to our listeners. Uh, you guys are great, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.